0: Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 226, Episode 1 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Ah! It's a production of iHeartRadio, and it's also a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, February 28th, 2022, which means it is the last day of Black History Month. Uh
1: Uh-huh. And? Also? Also, of course. let me pull it up, because it's uh, the National Calendar Day... Oh, it's National Tooth Fairy Day and National huh? Public Sleeping Day. Wow, I don't know what that public means. Sleeping. Like just sleeping, take a nap in public. Yeah, okay. Unless you're unhoused, in which case that's illegal, depending on the city you're in. Right. Tony and the police are. But I don't know. I don't know how they. How do they want you to celebrate that?
0: National Public Sleeping Day is very yeah. confusing to me.
1: It's a day for anyone and everyone to take a nap on a blanket at the beach, the park, the movie theater. Wait, on the movie theater? That's a just a straight up waste of money.
0: That sounds like a day that was come up by people who want to steal your lunch or your money. Or they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you just take a nap in the park. Just <laughs> The lobby of relax. like lunch snatchers. <laughs> like, yeah, man, we
1: gotta, we gotta get this thing on the on the calendar, man. People just sleeping. Yogi.
0: <laughs> Yogi Bear came up with this. <laughs> steal your picnic lunch. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka. It's a P, Mario, a.k.a. Super Mario Odyssey P, a.k.a. Super Mario Galaxy P, a.k.a. Super Mario Brothers P, which is Super Mario Brothers 3, a.k.a. Luigi P's Mansion. That is courtesy of Warren the Werebear. He said, I don't know why, but on a Nintendo kick this morning, Mm-hmm. And we like to talk about how Americans got tricked into drinking their own pee by the yeah. pandemic. Tricked? Tricked?
1: Just give me a reason. you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just looking Just for a, a reason. A, give me a reason, man. There it is.
0: I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray!
1: Yes, it's Miles Gray. I uh, was wondering if this year was a leap year, and I realized it's not. I lost a bet, and I should have thought about it deeper. But anyway... Uh, Aka five dollars for Miles Gray.
0: You lost a bet with someone because you thought it was a leap year. I
1: I just kind of went in real hot with it, and I was just kind of in a mood. And I, like as I said, I was like, "Wait, no, 2020 had the fucking leap," and I was
0: like, hmm. "So yeah. yeah, seems like an easy one to yeah." And I remember in uh, step
1: by step, Cody, the Born character on, on that year? show. Born on a leap year. So I remember when he was 20 years old, he's like, I'm actually only five. Oh, "Oh, that's fucking tight, man. The writers killed it with that.
0: Yeah. Well, Miles, we're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the co-host of the podcast Split Ends, the broadcast podcast. You may know her from the NFL Network or have heard her as the producer of the Jeselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Mm -hmm. It's Erica Tampasi.
2: Hey, hey, what's up?
0: What a, Did I mispronounce you your last name? How, no. How'd how we do? Okay.
2: Yeah, no, Tamposi it is. That's great. Oh, there it is. Crushed uh, it. Where are you, you, you
1: coming to us from? I'm in L.A. Okay. How about you guys? Same. Same. Wow. Yeah. Look that's at cool.
0: us. Home of the NFL champs. Yeah. Um, yeah the Rams. Right? <laughs> <I mean, laughs> that the
1: city could care less
0: about. <laughs> <laughs> they opened up a store at the Grove that's like Rams I saw that. championship gear and i did see somebody walking out fully uh kitted up rammed up yeah nice
2: who's your guys teams i if Uh...
1: i had to pick one it was it's probably the raiders because when they were in la that's i had the most familial connection to them but Mm. over and then i think and then in the 90s i was always like a niners or cowboys fan because of dion and such
0: yeah Yeah. i was a pats fan Still was. am-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, from back in the Bledsoe <laughs> days. And I don't know. They're, it's tough.
2: It's. Tough I'm from New, New England, you know. so I'm a diehard uh, Masshole okay, living in L.A. So and is, it's, are the
0: Pats your team?
2: They are. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yes. What part of Massachusetts are you from?
2: Well, technically New Hampshire, but I'm, like, 45 minutes outside of Boston. But That's my gotcha. favorite part
0: of Massachusetts, actually. Right? So you don't live there? (laughs) It's just outside of New Hampshire. You know, it's (laughs) a great place. So you
2: guys know Boston. You're familiar with Boston. Yeah, so you're actually going to go outside of Boston (laughs) and actually leave the state, and then that's where I'm from.
0: Yeah. Is there something like did you used to be able to get booze up there like at a younger age or was I I, I remember I driving back, up there once when I lived in Massachusetts as a Yeah, teenager. the
2: main thing with New Hampshire is no sales tax. So people from Massachusetts, like I went to UNH and Ivy School. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. Oh, yeah. And the University <laughs> of New Hampshire we, there's a lot of kids from, from Mass because it's it's short driving distance. I mean, you can get right. from LA to Culver City in a slower amount of time than you can from, <laughs> we're talking super LA and New Hampshire specific <laughs> guys. Yeah. So if you're anywhere else, like just, that just Venn tune diagram. Out.
0: Yeah. shout out to you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's just so close. But people would come up to New Hampshire to buy booze because then it's cheaper.
0: I was God a notorious is. tax dodge when I was yeah. a 17 year old.
2: Nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> <get> New Hampshire, <laughs> man.
0: Uh, I, I really, truly can't remember why we did that. Maybe it was because it was just cheaper, and my friends were, like, trying to shave an edge. But anyways.
1: Maybe you had to go look at the old man on the mountain. Shed a yeah. tear. R.I.P. Yeah. Like beauty. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Poor, poor yeah, I old did, man.
1: I, my fourth grade state report was on New Hampshire. I don't know wow. why I picked New Hampshire. I was just like, nah, man. People were going for, like, states you heard of. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ten 9 I'm
0: like, New Hampshire? Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: When the old on. man on the mountain fell, it was right. like, it was heartbreaking for the state. We got to find was,
0: another thing, guys. Was, 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 was that what everybody in New Hampshire said? They're like, ah, we got to find a different.
2: They're like, oh, what now? <laughs> yeah.
1: And for people who don't know, it, would you mind explaining what the old man on the mountain is?
2: Yeah. So it was um this really, really intricate just rock on the side of the highway <laughs> um, that looked like an old man. It sort of had like an Abe Lincoln nose. And from the side profile was like the old man. So people would be like, hey, you're going to New Hampshire, the old man on the mountain. And then The Rock, you know, as rocks do after years, fell off (laughs) the mountain. And so The Rock, uh, not Dwayne Johnson, but the old man on the mountain, The Rock, has has I was
0: so confused until right now. I figured. (laughs) I had to
2: give some context.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay, so not Dwayne Johnson. Cool. Well, we are thrilled to have you. We're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to... Tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We're going to talk about uh, this guy Vladimir Putin. You heard about this guy? Mm-hmm. i you heard seen of him? him. I think he's a real jerk. Um, <laughs> no, we're going to talk about like I, one of the first questions that I'm I hear from people who are new to being aware of the of the whole situation over there is like, so why are they doing this? And I've heard a lot of different theories. So we'll, we'll talk about those. I also have like my own
1: theory theories necessarily it's pretty out there articulated
0: yeah 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 we're going to talk about cnn's that that transition from the kiev air raid sirens to an applebee's commercial which was you know just a an absurd moment awful display of the contradiction at the core of our society but also, like a long, rich tradition for c n n and network news, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about how the Pentagon is it, they they want to let us know we're a bunch of soft bodies. I guess they've been letting us know that for a long time. Oh yeah, but the Nintendo generation in particular, too soft
1: <laughs> can't can't put hack it anymore, according to Sergeant Manger, your grandpa, <laughs> the Nintendo Jenner, okay, uh-huh.
0: We're going to talk about a uh, celebrity shilling for crypto, uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Erica, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history?
2: Okay, so I went and looked into this and I was like, okay, something in my search history. There's a lot of boring stuff too, but there was something that popped up and I, I guess, should I give this to you guys without context first? Sure. We love that. Yeah. Okay. Dog, diarrhea, Roomba, what to do?
0: Oh no. Ooh, all right. Let me see if I can put this one together. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: uh
0: oh, that sounds, Start that the sounds timer like a, now. a bad night.
2: Okay. Yeah. That
0: sounds like a bad night. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Is it that you were looking for videos of Roombas that had destroyed
2: no, no, no. houses
1: after that? Or you were like, it's happened. It's,
2: it happened and uh, and it was it was not good. I'll tell you guys that. Yeah. So I have a dog, he's he's a little guy, um, and he was not He was not feeling good. He was really, really sick to the point where it was it was two days in a row of like every 15 minutes having to go outside to the point of day two where I'm like, I need to sleep. I'm going to work like I was going crazy. So I decided to put like pee pads down by Mm -hmm. the by the door. So like Thor, you know, you got to go. You go on your pee pad. He's he's seven. He knows what to do. So Thor
0: is the dog's I, name? Yeah. Or? Thor is okay, yeah. Thor is my
2: Roomba's name, actually. No. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> so so Thor, you know, does his business every twenty minutes on the on the pea pad. And I wake up to the sound of the Roomba started by itself, which I don't know how that happened, and it was dragging the pea pad across oh, wow. the floor, and the pad was tangled up in it, dragging across my front, like living room, across the entire house,
1: like a shit zamboni, basically, literally. Yeah, wow. Oh. So
2: I was like, Google's got to know what to do when this happens. Yeah, I mean,
1: what did Google even say? It's like, dude, just throw that shit
0: away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Google
2: was like, burn, burn, burn the down, down, down your
0: house and move yeah. on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> like, Start you need a to new move. life. You need yeah. to get rid of Thor. You need to like yeah. do everything. Okay,
0: you need to go. Okay,
1: you need to put this in private browsing mode, and you need yeah. to get a new ID because you're <laughs> yes. gonna burn your house down and. Who you are is dead now, actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. No insurance claim, right. nothing.
1: Oh, god. Yeah, man.
0: <laughs> wow. I'm sorry that so there, happened. Wait,
1: so there really is nothing you can do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jokes was, aside. It was, the, room, the Roomba, like, warranty number came up. Like, oh, <laughs> better wow. get a new one. <laughs> Yikes. Because <laughs> you can't use that again. You can't, like, be like, oh, right. I yeah. washed it out. And, like, it's yeah, just. Yeah,
1: what do you, you take it to yeah. Ecolab or something and have them, <laughs> yeah, like, commercially done. sterilize it's it? Done. Yeah. Yeah, She. she's gone
2: she's gone She gone. she's old man in the mountain and <laughs> yeah
0: what's something you think is overrated
2: okay overrated this was a this was a question that was on my mind a lot because i was like there are a lot of things that i think are overrated but they're up for discussion and and all this kind of stuff but and this is a really high, and i don't know how you come down on this but espresso martinis now A lot of my friends love them. They're all about them. And yes, we're the four loco generation that turned into vodka Red Bulls, that turned into espresso martinis, which is still the upper and downer and whatever. But I was at the bar recently, you know, and I'm 30 at the bar and my friend gets an espresso martini and I'm like, you're chugging a chocolate shake with Bailey's (laughs) to like stay up right now. Like this, this just doesn't do it for me. I'd rather, you know, force down a vodka Red Bull, not my, my choice. But if you're yeah. really needing to stay up, like I don't need to be having a huge, thick chocolate, you know, espresso martini it just doesn't do it for me.
1: Yeah, I anything that isn't a regular martini is like a no for me. Like <laughs> when you start getting weird with them, I'm like, no, I like I like a really simple, dirty martini, like just just dry that gives. that's it. So espresso martinis, yeah, like you said, to me, it sounds like it like every because I watch Below Deck that yep. Bravo show and I feel like so many people on that show ask for espresso martinis and I'm like what and I noticed that like wave happening I'm like why are people drinking this
0: shit now
2: I also Wait, think that thick? maybe I, yeah, I assumed they
0: were just they're... like flavored that way like no, had, like espresso flavored vodka or something
2: it's espresso it is Bailey's I think Ooh. it is it's a lot of stuff but then it's I also think it's a martini think...
1: at that point no right? not at all no, but it's then just I'm like in a martini glass
2: right yeah Am I just a binge drinker? Like maybe people are just like, (laughs) I have a nice espresso martini after my dinner out. And I'm like, why do you want to drink that and fill up when you could have like, you know, three and a half vodka sodas before you go (laughs) to the next place? Like maybe it's a me thing, but yeah, overrated. No,
1: I, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Vodka, coffee, liqueur, espresso, simple syrup.
2: Oh. oh no!
0: Simple syrup. So they're adding the on top night. of the coffee li- liquor. Yeah.
2: They're adding syrup. Yeah.
0: Damn. Yeah. Nah. I mean, that sounds very. They need to rename that because there's two words there that don't ring very like American to me. But like that is a drink made. Like, as a trap for Americans, yeah. just booze like- and the most sugar that you can possibly pack into a small caffeine martini glass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like and cocaine for it.
1: Karens. Right. <laughs> it's like what it feels yeah. like. <laughs> Karen Coke. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, let me get a Karen Coke. Karen coke. Oh, okay. All right. I we see, see you. It.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had a, when I drank, I had a policy of I only drank martinis when I was wearing a tuxedo and I, I, would mm. not drink anything else when I had a tuxedo on if there was a
2: full nice. beer bar. Do you like love the olives that. or do you do it?
0: I love olives. I still, okay. yeah.
1: to this day. Yeah. Now you're just like, give me a martini glass full of olives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what is something you think is underrated?
2: Okay. Underrated. And maybe once again, I am spinning to a, a circuit, a certain market, but airdrop. For iPhone users and for mm-hmm. someone that works in editing or producing or I, I make my own content or whatever, I can legitimately film something on my iPhone, click a button, and it appears on my Mac. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. Do you guys understand this? Yes. Like, I can take a photo right now and then make it, a, like, magically appear on my Mac. Like, why yeah. are not people talking about this? Like, this is <laughs> insane.
1: Yeah. It's, it is that, like, I, I love that you have perspective about how good technology is because… right. That you'll meet people like, oh, my God, it's like taking so long. I'm like, you just sent 45 videos at once to someone standing next to you without a cable. Right. Let's 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 rejoice in that.
2: And also in that same vein, like being able to like, ha ha a text or like it and then just end the conversation. <laughs> like you don't have to answer. You can just be like, ha ha. And then you're done. Right
0: yeah right like why are
2: we talking about this you guys like i know there's important stuff going on but like this is huge
0: yeah
1: tap backs are like the great uh punctuator of a conversation you're right i didn't even think of how it's saving me having to say something i don't mean right And just be like cool thumbs up (laughs) oh thumbs down to that boom just good done i've i've interacted
0: yeah i have a friend on group Texts who will like critique your use of that will be like, Why did you thumbs up that? What, what was the <laughs> what was your thinking on that? Just to whoa, fuck with you.
1: yeah, oh, just to just to force you into <laughs> yeah, more. Hold yeah. on, oh, no, walk me through this, walk me walk through me this. through.
0: It's never like something that he wrote, it's like something somebody else, right? Be like, Why wow. did you uh, why did you like that? What so were, you w-
1: emphasized bad news <laughs> when yeah. he wrote that?
0: <laughs> Take it me through that me. really quick, yeah, walk me through this. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, talk about some news. And we're back. And yeah, first question people seem to ask about the Russia thing. Why is Russia doing this? Which I don't know. It, it seems like <laughs> <laughs> it, like you have heard uh, I don't know. I don't uh, about know it being, like, the westernmost point, so, like, strategically significant, the closest to Western Europe of the places, like, Russia once controlled. I actually heard an interesting explanation that Ukraine is actually, like, where all of Russian civilization was actually formed and then it, like, kind of spread out from there, but it's actually, you know— for somebody who is supposedly a, like, Russian supremacist, like, that's—that would be pretty significant if the place that was, like, showed you the direction to go was suddenly like, nah, fuck, fuck, fuck all—everything you're all about.
1: Yeah, we're kind of into not
0: doing our own thing. Yeah, we're kind of— oh, fuck. Like, the West seems to be on to something. But there's also, you know, there, like, a, there's a The Hill piece that is, like— Putin meanwhile is exactly where he likes to be right at the center of the media narrative and or like in the spotlight basically and that that was something that occurred to me like when they were dragging out the like will they won't they war like will they won't they invade side of it and everyone was like why it's not clear what they're gaining or you know the the strategic purpose of all of this and I just I feel like he is a he just loves to see his name in the paper. Like, I think he's more similar to Trump than
1: we. I mean, yeah, I realize. think on in sort of the ego version, too. But I think, you know, aside from the him saying, like, I, I have to do it to prevent ethnic cleansing or protect ethnic Russians and on top of NATO expansion. He's also, he uses very clearly, like, words that are him saying, like, I'm trying to rebuild, like, the Russian Empire before, like, you know, restore the glory of of Russia. Yeah, like,
0: pre-USSR. Yeah,
1: because he obviously does, the the way he felt the the Soviet Union was, like, broken up, he was like, no, like, you know, that was a huge wound for him that he carries with him and feeds a lot of this energy to expand and and sort of reclaim these, like, territories. But, yeah, it's... It is it again, like it's just one of these moments too, where for a person who's just sort of like, well, my power's waning. I need to show strength to try and bolster my credibility at home, even though it's clear m- many Russian people do not want a war. You know, it's it it's it it has the unfortunate effect of like you look at the people that now have to fight because of this. Because you even look at like these like kids that are like eighteen that they're saying that they get they got to Ukraine with the Russian army and they're like we. We were told this wasn't, like, a thing where, like, we were going to actively, like, be having, like, fight people and potentially kill people. And you just, I don't know, the, the whole of it just becomes even more, you know, heartbreaking. All because, yeah, like, to your point, this is a way for him to have a spotlight while also having his very, like, singular aims of, you know, restoring his empire.
0: Right. We've talked about how, like, narcissism is the cheat code in the modern world right like especially in the context of america you know with trump and kanye kind of at in different ways but just you know becoming some of the most powerful figures in the history of the culture in terms of their influence through just like a pathological like debilitating what like Could have been in another era, like a debilitating type of narcissism in like this era. And as like our version of American, you know, late stage capitalism evolves, like that becomes more and more like the sicker you are in that way, the like stronger your hand or like the more the better your instincts for just taking up more and more of the oxygen in the media landscape and like i can't imagine he is displeased with what he is seeing in media not just social but like every type of media like where he is now being treated as like the living embodiment of like hitler essentially like in mainstream media outlets like i just i wonder like this is a thought experiment people do a lot with mass shooters that like if you just never mentioned their name like would mass shooters be like way less common like I, I wonder if you know his name wasn't mentioned in the headlines
1: but i think yeah but i think it simplifies like this larger struggle between like western capitalism and communism that's sort of at the heart of like how this tension begins like with the creation of nato like it's it's such a like integral part of the history of the region that that's what's always kind of like the underpinnings of it too of like who's gonna who's gonna win in the end of this and that's what it's like and uh, on top of that like we're also we're watching this like war play out like on social media, which is the most surreal thing I think I've ever experienced yeah. because I don't know if I'm becoming more empathetic or desensitized because the images you see are so vivid and graphic that I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I don't it, it's over it's truly overwhelming to like be able to see, you know, people actually in real time seeing like a fighter jet they hit a building with like missiles with people recording yeah. from the inside. It's I, I, like I, throughout all of it, too. I'm also processing, I'm like, what does it even mean to be a, like a person a conscious in the year 2022 in the age of social media and the internet with like a war breaking out? And is that, is that helping? I don't know. Like, I, I've had this weird moment where I'm not sure what it's, what my, what I'm actually experiencing as I look at it all because it's overwhelming.
0: Yeah. It's fucking horrifying. All right. Well, let's let's talk about one way that the mainstream media also having a tough time covering this. And that is CNN cutting from a shot of Kiev with air raid sirens going off like just, you know, a moment of crisis to an Applebee's commercial. I don't know. Do you, Should we play the audio? Do we think that? Uh,
1: yeah. The, for the spookiest transition of the year. <laughs> it's, award. it's worth it. Yeah. So this is them. Going you know, going to break, saying that these are that the sort of Chiron at the bottom says air raid sirens ring out in Ukraine's capital.
0: And a little bit of chicken Cold beer on the
1: side. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, cut to a cowboy shaking his butt, shaking his little butt in his Wrangler jeans.
2: I mean, you gotta laugh. Like when I saw that, my my jaw hit the hit the floor. I was like, I just cannot believe this is real.
1: Yeah, well, it, right again. Like everything about watching what's happening feels like this massive joke or experiment gone awry. Where I'm like, huh? <laughs> we we really went from like hearing air raid sirens to just you know little bit of chicken fried and cold but beer i'm seeing Friday that night.
0: like displayed as like a gaff or like treated as a gaff, but like that is that is cnn's business model and like the entire business model of like any news supported by advertisements you know like it's right. it's not a gaff. that is like that it's kind of tying into like the whole thing of like this isn't these aren't like momentary screw-ups. Like, this is the system that we've built and that we live in. We're just, like, seeing it in new context now that, like, war is happening. Yeah. But uh, Applebee's expressed disappointment in the actions of the network and expressed how deeply concerned everyone at Applebee's is about the situation in Ukraine.
1: So Applebee's is uh, standing in solidarity with Ukraine. Okay. That's good. That's that's good, a good statement. Yeah, that's
2: good. But they okay. paid for okay. the ad. Like, they... No, like if you're advertising on cnn anyways like you know what you're what you're getting essentially too so i don't think like i've been obviously in a live newsroom and a tv production setting and there's like so many cooks in the kitchen stuff happens yes but specifically probably wasn't someone at applebee's you know corp saying let's put it here for sure Yeah, no no right there's no chance but also the fact that like that CNN, that someone like a showrunner or anything would be like, "Well, we got to get this in, and th- at the top of the hour, like let's put it here." Like, I I just don't know where else you would put it, but yeah. why you would put it, or in the at first least place. like
1: fade out. Don't right. do a, such a abrupt transition. Or it's like a little down. bit of chicken fried. In, You're like in
2: like, the Whoa. thing. The Chiron was still up. It's like the war right. of, of you know Ukraine and Russia is like sponsored by Applebee's. Like the sampler platter, right? Like, yeah ridiculous.
0: I feel like the fact that it was picture in picture so you could still see you know that that's like the live war thing that they will do anytime they're you know covering breaking news they'll like keep part of the, the picture up on part of the screen I feel like that's given them a chance to be like ah that was the that was the issue we're not doing that anymore like we're good we, we're not going to do picture in picture ads anymore and right. it's like I don't think that's what people it's are necessarily. It's like necessary.
1: no I'm, I'm Like, don't the rates go up like it's like the Super Bowl, like when they know like they're going to be dealing with a lot of eyeballs because I know like during election season, it's like that. Yeah. Like, you know, they know it's like, hey, man, if people, ah, the rate card just got a little bit, little bit uh, higher.
0: Yeah, I mean, mean, see, so JM put together the story pointing out that, like, this is what CNN was built on, actually. Like, they first became a cable network of note during the Gulf War in Iraq in the early 90s. And they dropped commercials for a couple days to avoid seeming tasteless at the beginning of the war. But then a couple days later, the ads were back and their rates had gone from 30 second spots, costing between $3,500 and $5,000 to $30,000. So, yeah, it's like the, the whole business model is like when there's big news, the eyeballs come in and you monetize those eyeballs with Applebee's ads. Yeah. It, it's, it's,
1: this is another like, again, like the how bizarre everything is too, because like there's capitalism is so entrenched in everything that even like the sanctions fall short from like the EU and the US because like, you know, for Biden, he's like, fuck, man, I can't have gas prices go up and have like risk, like increased inflation. So we got to carve out like the energy sector isn't going to have sanctions in Russia. Certain like like food things aren't going to happen because a lot of two, you know, the a lot of um, especially like Germany, they were saying like, we cannot sanction like the energy sector like we're getting so much of our natural gas from russia and it's it's preventing like actual effective sanctions that might actually act as deterrence but even then you see like other countries too like italy was saying like can we also get luxury goods exempted from the (laughs) sanctions because they're really good customers and we're like holy shit guys like what the fuck but this is because I don't think there's even solutions to say, well, fine, if this is what we need to do to do it right, then we need to figure out a way to open up the coffers to to keep prices controlled for people rather than being like, well, the way it works is if I sanction a bank, then that doesn't help like traders who are trading like with like, you know, doing any kind of business with Russia. Because even on the website, it tells you how to get around the sanctions, like right. if you're doing business. So it's just kind of like what? Everything is just so intertwined in the end. Like we get this like very perverse, surreal version of like trying to solve a problem. But it's just made
0: much more complicated. Also, to your point, Erica, about like Applebee's knew what they were getting. Less than two years ago in the summer of 2020, CNN took heat for a tone deaf ad placement. And again, it was Applebee's. Uh, They followed a report of the death of Broadway star Nick Cordero. After a prolonged battle with COVID, with a peppy ad for Applebee's proudly announcing a return to dine-in service. Jeez. So class. Yeah.
2: You know, I think Applebee's is probably the problem of of America and total. I don't know. That's where
0: we were talking yesterday, or we were talking on Friday's episode actually about how it's like our community center. It's where everybody knows our name. Knows uh, I know everybody's names. Absolutely. Yeah. Where I go to hang out with the little league team I coach, I guess I think that's what (laughs) happens in that every (laughs) Yeah, the Super Bowl ad that they did, where they just stole the uh, Cheers team Yeah, well,
1: look, I I I, know know. they're loving it because they're the name. Oh, that's McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, Erica and I have the same brain. We're
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the second time we've said the same joke at the
1: same time. um no but i feel like they you know when they look at the actual like metrics that are going on they're getting like almost like a thousand mentions a minute like on twitter and shit uh like right after that
2: yeah but who's going to, like yes it's mentions and i guess social media is like okay now i'm thinking and now i'm out but like who is actually watching that sitting there being like holy shit the world around me is falling apart we're still in a pandemic We're coming out of it but actually that cold beer at Applebee's specifically, like, did look kind of good. Yeah. Like, like who's some, going?
1: Yeah, some really crass person is, like, they turn out, like, they're watching CNN, and they go, you know what I'm thinking, boys? A little bit of chicken fried. <laughs> all right, let's go. We're going to Applebee's. I think mo- mostly for them, you know, the game, they know that, like, advertising doesn't work in the traditional sense anymore. So it's just all about brand awareness, like, that you're aware that it's still oh, a thing right. you can go to. And what better than to be, like, Yeah, I don't know. We'll be the face of uh, the dystopian uh, corporate world. Sure.
2: Yeah.
0: But this is kind of the other side of the thing I was saying with, like, Putin being as, like, at his happiest with, like, right now as he's, you know, on the front page of every newspaper in the world, like, these companies, these, like, for-profit media companies are you know, this is, this is when they get all the coverage. And I am admittedly like checking the New York times, like uh, every half hour on the half hour, you know? Yeah. Because they have the ability to cover it. Um, They have the, the budget. So it's like, I mean, in, in some ways it's just like, yeah, that's how the world works. But it, it does feel like that there's a sort of, feedback loop there where like mm. everybody's getting what they want when you go to war everybody's excited and well especially if you're you know, in the
1: ruling class absolutely right. because you know wars typically you completely destabilize things and you can force people to accept like a lower living standard as a result of like the destruction like there's just so much of it that creates more opportunities for wealthy people to become wealthier too and i don't know at the end of the day you just think of like all of the regular people who have nothing to do with this actual power struggle who are forced to put their bodies on the line for, you know, for what?
2: Yeah. But you touched on it too, just like quickly before we move on, is just seeing it on TikTok, seeing these soldiers being like, Oh, I'm right here or they're like live right. or these reporters are like, I'm here doing this and you're you're watching these videos that are getting millions and millions of views and likes and comments and and it's sort of a weird we've had snapchat we've had you know social media before but this even with this constant like going live on instagram like seeing it in a way that we all consume media is just such a surreal experience
0: yeah
1: and it again you're like don't you see people in the comments like give them hell and you're like (laughs) you're talking to like a Like, it's a picture of an 80-year-old man who's trying to sign up for the army. And it's not just, like, give him hell. It's, like, what a fucking tragedy. But I get, though, too, like, people start looking at this shit, and it feels like we get so disconnected, though, too, from the reality of it while also being so close to it visually. That's what I think is really kind of, like, the disorienting sensation of it all is, like, you can see how it becomes gamified more like in, like, a sports context where people are like... Yeah, way to go. Like, give them hell, Ukraine. Like, show Putin, like, what's up? But we're also completely detached from, like, absolute, the absolute chaos that's actually there and the uncertainty that people face. It's like, yeah, I don't know. That's why it's a very, very bizarre time to be having these things occur and we're all just so connected but then feel powerless at the same time.
0: Yeah, I do wonder, like, the the push has always been from the... military industrial complex the push has always been to carefully frame the realities of war right like and Mm -hmm. vietnam became unpopular because there was more press access although it was still very limited and mediated but i do wonder if just the more and more looks we get at it and the less and less they're mediated the that's assuming that people aren't Going in and manipulating the algorithm and making war look awesome or fun or whatever.
1: Well, even but, I mean I think just when you look at what ha- what like the most widely shared clips over the past few days, it seems like most, if anything, it's weakening people's appetite for armed conflict. Like I think aside from people feeling very passionately about like you know who are saying like you know you have to defend your homeland like for sure you got to defend yourself, but there's I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we don't want
2: war. The, the tennis star that that wrote no war on the camera when he just was, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff. And I think there's a lot of people in, you know, the Russian streets protesting against the war, which is not allowed over there. And the amount of, the, I, I do feel like as much as we're so divided on as a country, and even with an issue like this, which to me, when I'm reading some of other tweets and stuff like that, I'm like, how are people making this like like a divisive thing. Right. Which is insane to me and does not make sense whatsoever. But then to also see people, you know, there's people fighting about wanting to wear masks in this country, but then there's Russian people out in the street protesting when they're not allowed to, to say like no war. And it's just like, look at our realities. Like just don't understand it.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and speaking of war, speaking of, yeah, I think you said ruling class, well, this is a class of cadets that doesn't rule, Miles, and that's <laughs> oh the latest uh, generation pivot, of soldiers because they have been softened by Ubisoft and other video <laughs> games. Oh, <laughs> wow!
1: Hey, man, oh you know, my I'm just man, just
0: uh Yeah.
2: Woo!
1: Oh my God, what are you going to be at E3 this year? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like, yeah, totally. Hell oh, yeah,
1: bro! <laughs> I love E3. I said E3, man.
0: <laughs> I love that movie, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know the. Uh, I guess the army has noticed an uptick of in injuries during basic training, and according to one of the majors, who's like sort of you know purview it is. Uh, uh, to like look into this stuff is, uh, I guess, the clinical coordinator in charge of medical readiness, Army Major huh. John Mark Thibodeau um, is basically saying like, you know, these these kids are coming in and they're just soft. They're sitting on their butts all day rather than working in the fields or in the mines. So their little Mario Kart bodies are just breaking under the stress of soldier school. Uh, The way he describes what the exact problem is, and this sounds, it sounds like a cartoon character. Army Major John Mark Thibodeau says, The Nintendo generation soldier skeleton is not toughened by activity prior to arrival, so some of them break more easily.
2: Damn. Uh, what?
0: Huh? Okay. <laughs> um, I, bo- I both, like, think that is wild, and he is a cartoon character, and also believe it. <laughs> like, that that... <laughs> Because, yeah, like if you are not moving as much you're. I think that's true, isn't it? That like your bones yeah, are I more don't, brittle. I don't
1: disagree. I just I because I can only imagine I know what being sedentary has done to my body. But yeah. I've also like thank the gods that uh, when I was a kid, it was about like going outside. Like I was just in the streets constantly. But as I I think if video games were what they were like now when I was a kid, I would probably be pretty sedentary. Thank God for only 16-bit graphics, I guess. But one of the the assistant chief of physical therapy at the, like an army community hospital sort of talks about the kinds of injuries they see. And they say, quote, we see injuries ranging from acute fractures and falls to tears in the ACL, which is, first of all, getting injured in basic training isn't like a new phenomenon whatsoever. Sure, right. But I think they're just saying, I guess, the frequency is increasing. They say there's muscle strains, stress fractures, with the overwhelming majority of injuries related to overuse. And then the rest of this press release where the guy gets, you know, angry at the Nintendo generation, urges those people looking to join the army to do some basic fitness prep before you come to put your body on the line for Coca-Cola. Okay. And no, we don't
0: <laughs> mean playing We <Wii> Fit, Junior.
1: <laughs> Get off that PlayStation VR
0: and do <laughs> yeah. some lifting.
1: But yeah, the, the funny thing is like the army is kind of sh- is short on highly skilled recruits at the moment. So they've been really trying to court, to, in their words, the Nintendo bodies out there, the Gen Z kids uh, who are into video games, but they've done it with very little success because they've they just spent millions of dollars platforming like enlisted service members to participate in like esports tournaments and like do Twitch streams and shit, and then all the gamers are just like saw fucking right through it. They're like, dude, this is fucking nonsense. Get out of here with this crap. And they're like, fuck. They didn't think he was
0: cool with they the didn't army fall guys. For i Fortnite. Picture <laughs> Fortnite. Picturing Arlie em- or whatever the Arlie the, the guy from uh, Full Metal Jacket, like right. pulling off his backwards baseball cap and being like, damn it. They didn't fall for <laughs> it. <laughs> Throwing his uh, skateboard to the side. Damn it, Private Pile. Oh, yeah. Just hello, <laughs> fellow kids. Yeah. Hello, ki- <laughs> fellow kids in it.
1: You guys like jeweling? Dude, what? <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Dude, isn't that your grandpa? Uh, yeah, <laughs> man. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Oh man. But I mean, yeah, it's funny because I feel like they're the Pentagon is kind of like they're stuck with their ideas because that sounds like a thing you do to young, like like us or Gen X would have fell for like the Army esports people. You know what I mean? Like early on, if they're like you know just put because I had fucking Ninja Turtle like Desert Storm action figures. You know what I mean? So that was yeah.
0: That was that everyone. Peak Desert Storm really had a moment there where uh, I was eating Desert Storm uh fighter jet gummies at that God at that time. God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it was like man. cool if you got the stealth bomber even though it was black
1: uh which like, Oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah cuz I remember bell, I would...
2: actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, fighter jet Fruit snacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighter jet fruit snacks. I just remember like, my friends. Thunder jets! Friend, thunder jets, yeah. My friend who had all the cool shit, like, had those in his lunch, like, the day the U.S. invaded. And yeah, that's that's what that looked like here in, in the U.S. Meanwhile, I, I'm assuming everywhere else in the world, it looked a lot like what Russia going into Ukraine looks like. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean, I think that's part and parcel of it, too, right? You obscure what the actual cost is of a war, and you get kids to be like, it means uh, Leonardo is dressed like a tank captain. Yeah, and I ate a B two stealth bomber.
0: And we give, and we give this overweight middle aged general a name like he's a fucking NFL running back, Stormin Norman. Dude, Stormin Norman Schwarzkopf. Cool man.
1: It's like that Pepsi commercial. Yeah, <laughs> like a little kids like Stormin Norman. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah, we, they just sell the idea of war to like it basically everything comes back to what you said it's like capitalism. Like look at everything. Yeah. It's like they make it they make fruit snacks, they make everything and then I think that we would all be eating that if it weren't for video games. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Video games are are the are the worst. <laughs> hot take hot take a lot of people don't
0: remember but the sexiest man of the people sexiest man of the year in the the year of desert storm was Colin powell really no
2: <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: but you could believe i'd it. believe like, it that would, that would have yeah, yeah i like, was <laughs> like wow
1: <laughs> they're like it how did you get that flat top so flat yeah
2: yeah
0: all right army well uh keep up the keep up the great work out there <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keep faith. Hey, find a new angle, man. Find a new angle. Pentagon. Keep let's try. It. Let's
0: try some good news. It's been. Yeah. It's been a while. Let's yeah. Try it on for size. There's a uh, gerrymandering maps or taking some else. Yeah.
1: You know, for what you know now that this conflict uh, or the you know Russian invasion of Ukraine is complete. There's nothing on the news except for this right now, which is wild to me. It's like round the clock, like military stuff. I'm like, okay, so. We don't have to worry about voter suppression or uh, you know inequality or the pandemic anymore because it's all this. Okay, okay, cool. But right now, the GOP in Florida, Pennsylvania, and North Carolina, yeah, they got a couple, couple bumps in the road uh, in their pursuit of wildly shaped gerrymandered maps. Again, the process where boundaries of voting districts are manipulated in order to gain an advantage. So in this instance, a lot of uh, Republican-controlled state houses. have basically been able to do whatever they want in terms of like making their own maps because they have the votes to approve everything, um, unless someone brings up, you know, like eh, maybe we should have the court take a look at this. <laughs> and this is this happened in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, where the supreme courts of their respective states were like, "Oh, oh, these maps are they're a little tainted, friend. Uh, let's go for something slightly easier." Although in North Carolina, I think Democrats felt that they the the way the, the the map that the court favored still kind of put them at a slight disadvantage. Either way, it wasn't close to being like the terribly gerrymandered map, I guess, for what that's worth. But in Florida, Ron DeSantis had it the worst, sadly, because he got involved with the process of, of making the maps like the like Florida is completely Republican controlled. So the state, House, and Senate were doing their thing. They already had maps. They're like, these are going to work. They can't really get challenged in court. Like, we're just, we're doing it just right, giving ourselves a little bit, a bit of an advantage, and we'll make sure we keep the state red. Dude, this guy comes in. He's like, no. (laughs) <laughs> I'm making my own map. They're like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we can go better. We can do better than this. What if we deleted two Democrat seats and added two Republican seats? Because I'm going to split up this 46% black district, the Fifth District, and chop them up into a bunch of little red districts. And again, everyone in his party were like, "You don't need to do this, man. We 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 did it enough. We got this." It's just legal enough and just rat fucked enough that it's the perfect balance. He just went a little bit too far. And the Supreme Court looked at that and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is this. What you're proposing is uh, not you like. They're like DeSantis was saying, like, can you review this proposed map and, and have, give a ruling on it? And they're like, no, we're not even going to look at this because I think on its face, everyone was like, this is in violation of like your own state laws on top of, you know, federal. Laws, even as funny. The
2: only way that that they that that the GOP can like try to win, though, right? It's just like when you look at the popular vote, it's it's gonna like the Republicans haven't won it like they won it once in the last thirty years or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like they would lose every election. So it's it's just it's like almost comical to me that number one, all the Republicans were like, "Hey, Ron, like (laughs) we can't do this." Like even their turning against him is hilarious in itself. And then the fact that they're like, "Well, we can't win." This way, but what <laughs> right. if
0: <laughs> right we just Enough. change
2: everything it's also such great
0: bad boss behavior like it's exactly right what your ba- like what a boss would do if he saw his employees like getting away with a crime is like come in and be like, no, we should do it more and You're like oh, out no. in the open we should steal. More money and like try and take credit for it and just fuck everything up, and then he's gonna be like, "Dude, why'd you guys screw me over?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what,
1: motherfucker? You came in, dude. Fuck you. What are you talking about? We were perfectly fine fucking this map up on our own. Wow. So yeah, man.
0: It's hard maybe day. he's not the genius that everybody fears he is. Although that just sounds like a like he's a going to be a successful politician. I mean, well, he's right, brazen. You give yeah. him
1: that. You know, and I think that's, that's really the only, I think, metric that sort of dictates your level of success in the modern Republican Party now. It's like, yo, like how out there with your nonsense are you? Mm. Because like, if you can say that shit with a straight face, they're going to love you.
0: Yeah, they are. All right, let's talk crypto real quick. I have watched a couple of the rebuttal videos, the line goes up video. I haven't seen anything that really changed my opinion, like Mm -hmm. really on what... Like overall on what Christo, is your opinion? Uh that it's like uh you know, it's basically a clone of capitalism and the rich or very lucky, like few get very rich off of it, and a lot of other people are getting screwed. And it's also bad now, for them <laughs> yeah. bad for the environment. <laughs> or like De so, Aaron
1: Fox. Did you see about that?
0: No, what happened?
1: On the Kings? Oh, I he know De like... Aaron Fox. No, he dropped like an NFT, dude, and it was like like worth a million point six or something. And then he took down the NFT website and he said he's pulling the plug. So he just wow. ran off with people's money.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> so that's why it's like a less regulated capitalism, right? That, which is like yeah, on in some cases you know, i I see the appeal of that idea, but I in other cases like some of those regulations were there for, for a purpose in the first place. But anyways, we, we I wanted to, you know, get back to well a thing a lot of people were talking about after the Super Bowl was celebrities shilling for crypto. Obviously the Larry David commercial was the was the big one. We learned it took apparently six weeks of negotiations to get him to sign on to to say uh that he wasn't on board with it but uh, be like the butt of the joke but in terms of like a lot of these celebrities like your uh damon critics are calling it a moral disaster because celebrities are urging regular people to take financial risks when you know 98 percent of nfts are going to go bust in the next couple years and meanwhile you know, celebrities will either have gotten out by that point or they will be able to absorb it, you know. Or
1: or they just did it for a fee up front. They're like, dude, I don't need to get involved. Like, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what do you it's want me to agents. do? Like? Want me to do an like, ad for this? Fine. Sure. They're like, you want any of this? I'm like, no, nah, I just want the million bucks. I'm good. Right. You know, and I think that's what they don't understand, too, is like they think they're just sort of endorsing a product rather than like normalizing a very risky casino.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is already happening. Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather, mm-hmm. as my <laughs> uncle in Chicago calls a Mayweather. him, Mayweather, are currently being sued uh, in a class action lawsuit for promoting a cryptocurrency on social media that lost around 97 percent of its value since early June. And like, but it because like that, that is typically what's described as a pump and dump scheme but because it's NFTs, like, you can get away with a little bit more or there's less precedent. Brie Larson debuted her new NFT avatar on Twitter with Gwyneth Paltrow, Reese Witherspoon, and Eva Longoria all unveiling NFT avatars from the same company on that same day. And it wasn't labeled as such, but it was clearly, like, part of a coordinated promotional effort. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, there are rules around celebrity endorsements. On most products, but with this, it's just a little blurrier. So, the FTC has rules that say that a celebrity has to disclose promotions on social media. So, like, they basically have to say this is a promotional thing or I got this as part of a promotion when they're talking about a product. But because cryptocurrency is very public and allows anyone to airdrop items into someone's wallet, these companies could easily and frequently just airdrop gifts to celebrities without you know there being a clear actually payment. buying
2: them too right right
0: yeah exactly and like you know so with a swag bag which like if somebody gets something as a piece of swag and they're posting on it on social media the FTC says they're supposed to like disclose that that was a promotional thing the you know those products are not going to Go up one hundred x in value the way an n f t can, and then like lose all the value, so it's like it's like a much more effective like prospect for a celebrity, I guess is mm. like you because it's so volatile, like the volatility is built in like these are just like basically the little slot machines, and then like you give the celebrity a chance to get really rich really quickly, and I don't know, I feel like the more famous. You get, for the most part, unless you are constantly fighting against it, you are spending more of your time talking to people who manage your money than you're talking to, like... Real other, people? Yeah, like normal people. Right. Who aren't millionaires. Like, right. probably...
1: Someone who's like, and as your accountant whose vested interest is to make you richer, right? I'm going
0: to say do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, well... You know, again, uh, Zeitcoin, our, uh, our crypto is going live uh, next week, so <laughs> get in on that, y'all. This is the good one. The this artwork is the good has one been
0: great from people designing Zeitcoin. But...
1: Oh, yeah, we've got so many good, <laughs> so many to the point where I'm like, I guess, do we just make a crypto now? The joke has gone so far. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's all the same thing. You know what I mean? You just might as well, you might as well get in on it. Like, so, yeah. do I sound like a crypto bro? I'm like, well, listen, yeah. you, it's, you know, it's similar to um, what happened, like the late, in, the late internet boom in the 90s, like the <laughs> dot com bubble. Like, once it bursts, then it's gonna start over. Yeah, and trust right. me, that's when you want to get in on it. no a like, lot of people. What are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs>
0: When the evangelists <laughs> we are the ones being like, this is like getting a pets dot com <laughs> domain, like email domain, stamps dot com. Man, remember yeah. that from
1: Entourage? Remember, yeah. like Ari's ex wife's new husband wasn't that like an Entourage Ari's like ex wife's new husband created stamps dot com or had oh, really? the domain name? And he's That's like, pretty "Fuck, <laughs> so rich because he had stamps Yeah. Um.
2: So this is totally off topic, but I was trying to make a website. For, you know, just myself and content. And so I went Mm -hmm. to Mm ericatamposi.com and it was a full-blown porn site because someone had bought the domain Mm -hmm. and they do this, I guess, to people. So that way I'm literally going to pay whatever to get that domain back because people are typing it. But I'm like, who do you think I am? Like, I'm not going to pay you for that. like, put it up. Like, that's not me. (laughs) Like, I don't care. They eventually, you know, drop the the thing. And now it's just like a not domainable if that because that's a word not domainable
1: yeah yeah no we all speak interweb here
2: right absolutely (laughs) you know it's an nft now but other than it's like i'm not gonna pay you money for this for this domain but that's also kind of smart so here's my moral dilemma is like should i start buying people's domains like their names and then they have to pay me for it is that smarter than getting in on nfts
1: i mean yeah if, if you can if you can predict like you know, up and coming stars, you yeah. know, that's really, that's like really hit a or miss. I spent a
2: ton of money on domains of people that like went uh, viral once. And then, oh just, yeah, my, yeah.
1: my, my dad lost all his money buying Jonathan com <laughs> for like 300 grand. <laughs> Damn, He's never recovered. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll say from my perspective, I would just, yeah, I don't know, Etsy store. maybe yeah. That was just a couple New days crafts.
0: ago that your dad bought that. So yeah, we, it was. we could see a bounce back. From he was just
1: saying, he's like, everything comes around full circle. <laughs> Jerry Maguire's going to come back. Everybody's going to be like, who's that little boy, in Jerry Maguire, who said bees and dogs
0: can smell? Fe-? I mean,
1: everybody remembers this kid.
2: Right. But the idea so, that
0: it's because I have heard it compared to like the dot-com bubble by advocates and be like, yeah, no, not everything's perfect at first. But like Amazon had a thing, you know, back then. And if you had just stuck with Amazon. But there were like millions of things just like there's millions of nfts and fucking crypto currencies and all all this shit like the fact that there are now like four survivors that are like billion billionaires doesn't exactly like upturn the idea that this is just like a really shitty like massive scale casino but can't right. you
2: see it though actually being like a massive thing in the ticketing event industry or like digital ID cards or like Vax sure. cards and like storing medical records. Like I think like, and then this is just me like getting deep into people like arguing about it like online when you start reading about it. It's like the proof of concept is there, but that doesn't mean I think that people should be buying into it now. Kind of like, yeah. I mean, th-
1: the problem is because it's the, it, the regulations are so loose that right people can do like people can just act in their own self-interest at the expense of other people and it's not quite the thing that it feels like but yeah i I think that's why i don't i don't argue with the fact of the potential of it but as it stands and like the people who stand to profit from it and the way it is structured right. it's already turning into a thing that isn't as pure or you know utopian as like you'd hope. You know, and I think that's why there are a lot of people who say, well, well, this one's an exception and this one's an exception. And that very well may be. But as a whole, there is just a broader movement of like wealthy people who are trying to normalize this quasi investment right. to really just, you know, bring more people down line, as they say.
2: Did you guys yeah. see the Super Bowl commercial of like just the QR code bouncing around for a minute?
1: Yep. I I saw it after the fact. But yeah,
0: yeah. Same. I will not be commenting on whether I opened that link or not. <laughs> uh, at this time, my people have told me not to comment on that. But. Okay. All right.
2: I did it after the fact because I knew what it was.
0: Right, right, right.
2: You know, I, I didn't get to see any of the Super Bowl ads because I was there, Humble brag. There but when I came back and I, I watched the game again just so I could watch the commercials, you know, first world problems. I was like, oh, yeah. but I didn't get the, to commercials. See the commercials. Like, right. this sucks. But then <laughs> I'd seen the articles about how, like, the site crashed and all this kind of stuff. Which is like a scary thought in itself. But mm-hmm. I still was like, well, I want to try.
1: <laughs> right. right. And a lot of people were like, hey, don't just fucking scan random QR codes. Like, right. that's how you can like you can end up uh, getting like your information taken like that if you're not right. careful. And you're like, oh, right, 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 right. I knew that. I knew I that. I spent ah. most of
0: my day just going around looking for QR codes, scanning them <laughs> and then clicking the link and saying, "Wee!" as I yes. do so. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Bad gateway error. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: This guy's pretty popular.
0: <laughs> Erica, such a pleasure having you on TDZ. Thank you. Uh, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff?
2: Just at Erica Tamposi. Do a, lot of, do a lot of stuff. I'm really glad you guys had me on for this episode. It was such a softball compared to a few episodes ago where you guys were talking 90s TV shows. So I, I appreciate it <laughs> yeah. a lot. It was really hey. great. Hey, you never know.
1: The reality <laughs> throws off speed pitches sometimes, like Tim yeah. Wakefield, you know?
2: Yeah, right. But um yeah, no, just Twitter, Instagram at at Erica Tamposi. It was awesome hanging out with you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey, if we can get a handle on the news cycle, we'll we'll be like, all right, get Erica in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
2: lost on the weakest link because I didn't know what Google was. I said Bing. So that's the girl you had <laughs> on to talk about, you know, the invasion in Ukraine today. Wait, really? <laughs> yes, really.
0: Yeah. All right, tell sorry, you have to tell okay. that story all now. Bye.
2: So I went on The Weakest Link. It was over the pandemic, like a casting director hit me up and they're like, Erica, like, come on The Weakest Link. And I was like, oh, trivia, like, I'm going to kill at this. I get all the way to the final two. And then it's sudden death. So it's between the two of us. And it was me and this kid who was like a screw salesman, like nuts and bolts, like legitimate (laughs) screw salesman. And, like, I'm not one to point at someone's intelligence, but this kid was, like, literally a nut and bolt. Like, we had nothing there. Like, every question he got wrong, I knew the answer to. And at one point, they came to me, and they were, like, 1978, and I was, like, that's really early. I don't even remember. But then they said, Sergey, which I should have known was Google, but I thought it was a trick question. And so I said, Bing. And I got Uh, it wrong. And my friends have never let me live it down. And I lost uh, $54,000 and it went to the screw salesman. And I think about it every single day.
0: Wow. I mean. Yeah. uh. My instinct—that guy probably needs the money. Yeah. Screw sales. <laughs> <laughs> screw sales. Not great. Not. Uh, I've, I always keep track of uh, how screws yeah. are selling. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He that's may have true. gone. Wait, well, yeah, he's upside down on a big screw buy. He did. They were he saying looked, 1978. Per, so the person was born in 1978. Who found no, it? No,
2: I don't even remember the actual question. I blacked okay. out because it was really stressful with Jane Lynch yeah. looking right into your soul, being like. And we like did and death and she was like, this is the worst weakest link we've ever had in, in America. And I'm like, well, it's the first season of the reboot, so give it time. But right, yeah, it was, it, I don't remember. It's actually on um, NBC or Peacock. I think it was episode six. So Damn. if you guys are interested in watching me fail miserably, uh, you can go there.
0: I mean, <laughs> it's a great bit to like have oh, it all on. riding on something where the answer is very clearly Google and answering Bing because I don't know. Like, I think. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if we'll
1: get sued, but
0: I, I have. In
1: 1998, Stanford grad students Sergey Brin and Larry Page launched what revolutionary internet search engine?
2: Bing. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is Google. Oh, like, how Lord, do you do Erica, that,
0: Erica? Oh.
2: Oh my god! Can you imagine? Like I live uh, with
0: Miles. How, how did you do that? Why did you? do
2: How that did you find there? that so fast?
1: I'm really good at using Bing. Just
2: like you just Googled <laughs> you 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 banged Binged the it. dumbest contestant oh. ever. I you said dumbest. Bang.
1: I said dumbest Bing answer weakest link. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: That's I was like, I was
2: like, I should have asked Jeeves. Like, I should have studied up before I went on the show. Oh, yeah. like, I would have. I can't believe I lost that. Oh, man. i can't believe that yeah i'm so i'm so uh, sorry you know all all your listeners had to had to hear that no that no is, i
0: mean uh, it's, but it was that's important. great that is wonderful thank you so much <laughs> this for episode sharing that was infuriating <laughs> sis one of the comments <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying
2: i mean that i love this question i I don't know how familiar you guys are in the sports world, which is sort of where I'm, I mean I'm kind of in the comedy world with Jessel Nick, but also mainly sports with NFL Network. If you're not following or reading Mina Kimes' tweet, yeah, she is the most brilliant, hilarious. Like she's smarter than any football player that has played the game not played the game like i think she is one of the top analysts out there and especially because she's a woman but she like drags people that come after her like she'll be trending because some football player will tell her like she's never played the game and she's okay. just way smarter than anyone i've ever met and and a, and a great person and i love her to death and just watching her Destroy people in like a way smarter way that you could ever find on Bing is awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying?
1: Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and also the other show, Four Twenty Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra, where you know we talk about Ninety Day Fiance in the deep. I love shit, that show. That. Oh, gotta <laughs> check it out! Check it out. Uh, some tweets I like. Uh, this is from uh, New York Times PitchBot. At Doug J Balloon uh, tweeted: Sources close to Jared and Ivanka said that privately the couple opposes the invasion of
0: Ukraine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, brave, very brave, very brave. And then Kaylee Miracle or Keeley Miracle K E Y L E E tweeted to me: The biggest airport flex is not carrying anything but my purse. That's luxury to me, and. I feel I felt that because whenever I'm at an airport and I see somebody with nothing in their hands get on a plane I'm like I'm sorry are you are you so rich who are you
0: and what, and what, what do you secret? do the entire flight you just look right? at the back of the you just just like if the if whatever entertainment system they have is out you're fucked
2: it's 9 out of 10 it you got will a be. cell
0: phone you got a phone
1: i mean i either yeah i guess I don't know. Maybe that's like another thing we got to keep. Like, what do they do? Do they can they just sit there in silence and be like, mm, mm,
2: mm, mm. no kind a care in the world? I envy that.
0: <laughs> yeah. A tweet I've been enjoying is from Blair Saki. Uh, tweeted, "I love your loud car. You seem super sane." And I've <laughs> thought about that multiple times since. Have I have I shouted that one out already? Maybe I don't know. We talk mm. about
1: loud cars all the time because we're old, but. Mm. They're just
0: too loud. I think they're making them louder, you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. If I did, fuck it. Doubled up. D- doubled up because it's so good and I've thought about it so often. And know. then uh, another one from Catholic Dad 420 tweeted, uh, I try to be kind to my elders because anyone born before 1990 has survived a historical shift that is absolutely brain-melting. And I just ask our listeners to keep that in mind. I was born way before 1990 <laughs> and just just trying to keep up here folks all right you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song that we think you might enjoy Mazza song Do you think people might enjoy
1: This is going to be a track by Femi Kuti The son of legendary Afrobeat artist Fela Kuti uh, And it's a track called Shotan S-H-O-T-A-N And what I If you're going to listen to this song Find the video version Because it's like There's a live version of this Like the track is lifted off this live performance And the people He has this auditorium called The Shrine and people lose it to this song like he starts the song off basically begging the crowd to not throw water and drinks and beers and chairs in the air like because the turn up is so intense and then what do they proceed to do throw water and beers and chairs all (laughs) up in the place because they can't contain themselves so this is just a beautiful track great energy uh and you know closing out that black history month with a little bit of Afrobeat.
0: there it is love that All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.